0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it.
1: I love podcasts. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I had some friends where if I said my ex and I were getting divorced, I knew their reaction was going to be, cut him out of my life they had no ability to recognize that this was a mutual thing and they didn't have to hate him. Mm -hmm. And so that's harder for me than others because uh, my ex was sensitive and that hurt him. And then I was kind of hand holding him a little bit. And I was just trying to explain to him, it's, I know it is feels personal and it is, but it's really not. They just don't have the emotional ability to recognize that you and I are no longer a couple and that's okay. They don't have to hate you, but they will. And that's just the way they have to process things because their way of looking at the world is people are in certain boxes to them. And if you leave that box, they're kind of, it's, it's funny, it's almost like a New England mentality. I, I lived in Boston until I was nine, so I have some New England roots where people are incredibly difficult to become friends with, but once they're your friend, it's a friendship for life. And so it's almost like this all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that navigating and navigating that was interesting um, yeah. with different Where was he from? He's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. He is from Wisconsin, um, went to college in Wisconsin, lived in Chicago for a couple of years, actually during the same years that I did. We never met. And then we met in Los Angeles when we were both in grad school. Um, We were in different programs in entirely different fields of study, but we were at the same school.
0: Yeah. It does uh, seem like people do take sides, though. It's like the Wisconsin, you know, goes to Wisconsin and then the New England, Throw on the jerseys, <laughs> you guys are of football fans. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we're alive. It, a
0: a it becomes a battle. I find the same things yeah. happening now with uh, with politics as well. It's like we we all yep. put on our jerseys, mm-hmm. and God, it's, it's really it's all inclusive. I know, I remember with with my ex, what I wanted to create with my divorce was I wanted to love and accept her um, her choice to not want to be with me, and completely accept it. And I remember mm-hmm. the good, at the bad, and the ugly. Those were some of the things that I went up against where it was like no 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 this is all inclusive Mm -hmm. she has the right to choose she has the right to do whatever it is that she's doing oh peter (laughs) right but i mean for us i mean if we're gonna heal if we're gonna there's a couple of things that that we need to do and we need to be responsible for ourselves
1: Mm -hmm. forget about
0: everybody else it's Mm -hmm. really all about us it it was actually selfish to do that and i loved it about myself but to go back to honesty, how important does a rule, oh, How important was honesty for you, like being honest and not sugarcoating? Um, I
1: mean, it was important for me in the sense of understanding what, well, let's see, I'm trying to think. I guess the question is honesty for whom, for myself, for others, and I, there's a lot of different dimensions to being honest. I'd say that honesty was most important when it came to learning more about myself and learning what is the right person for me. So there's the whole honesty of recognizing what you need to go through during the divorce to get through it and being able to be truthful about what happened and um, how you handle that. But then there's the honesty of moving forward and thinking about your next partner and thinking about dating down the road. And the more you can reflect on what happened in a healthy way, recognizing what the problems were from the other person's side, what your problems were, what you really deeply need on a fundamental um, level in a relationship, then I think that's a really healthy way to move forward and find the right person for you. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you were, you know, you're getting prepped for your next relationship. You you took everything that you can to learn from this person Mm -hmm. and apply it to your next one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a very succinct way of putting it. (laughs) I'm coming up with these answers as i say them. they're a little long-winded but you're doing my best <laughs>
0: you're honest and, and raw which is that's exactly what this is about thank you um, when you when it comes time to cut um things out whether it be people situations or whatever it is and you know, mm-hmm. that pops up how did you deal with that like was it something that you just noticed like this is not good for me i can't do that anymore
1: Um, there wasn't that much of that, actually. I had certain people in his life, his life, his life. (laughs) I had certain people in his life who were just really good friends of him from childhood and or certain family members. And I just knew up front, it wasn't even my choice. It was more of a, I just know they're not going to want to talk to me or they're just going to feel a certain sense of loyalty to him. So that relationship is just done. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anybody I had to cut out. I luckily didn't have much of the ugly. I have people who will still sneak like little passive aggressive comments in about him, but they're pretty, they don't do it often. They're smart enough to know that we didn't part badly. So they shouldn't try and make me feel bad about it. Um, So I'm lucky in that sense. Um, What was the original question? I just completely blanked. (laughs) Cutting out. Oh, cutting out. I didn't have to do that much of it. The other thing that really helps, and uh, you and I have talked about this, I'm also bi, and to be clear, that had nothing to do with the divorce. He knew that about me week one. I kind of made a rule for myself years ago that whether it's good friends or relationships, just tell people sooner than later, and hopefully you don't get ghosted. Um, And so the reason I bring that up is that one of the things I've learned about telling people over the years is everybody has a process when they're absorbing something like that, whether it's learning something drastic, like you're getting divorced or learning reconciling with the fact that, Oh, this person isn't who I thought they were. They have a different sexuality. I've been reconciling with this stuff for a long time. Like for instance, I really, it took us a lot of conversations, um, and time to get to the place that we decided we wanted to get divorced. And, When I tell, say, my parents, that's the first they're hearing of it. And I cannot expect them to be in the same mental state that I'm in when I tell them because it's so fresh and it's so raw for them. So there are certain people that do need to be cut out because after a while, they still don't get on board. But I have to give people that time to process and to get there. And some will never get there. And then those are the people where it's like, okay, you can't be emotionally supportive. Maybe you shouldn't be in my life or I need to keep you at a distance. But everybody needs time whether it's something like coming out in terms of sexuality or it's breaking the news that you and your partner are getting divorced.
0: Maddie, I really wanna just like acknowledge you for one, being so open and vulnerable that you actually shared that, and two, for the succ- <clears throat> way that you're communicating it. Cause I think that you're, if, if I was a listener listening to you and I was going through something, I think you just made a huge difference for me. am good, I'm glad. Good. I just wanna seriously just pause for a second and acknowledge you on that.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: having said that what about triggers like those topics were are not easy ones to to digest inside of a conversation
1: mm-hmm. how did
0: you manage that like was that something that that popped up as a result of like you know like you're going through the divorce and then they bring up your sexuality it's like dude this has nothing to do with it <laughs> like,
1: um so it with the other? let me see if i understand the question you're asking me about emotional triggers and managing moments where someone made me feel bad? I'm just trying to really pinpoint what you're if you asking. you
0: were to put it in a smart way, yes, that is the exact same <laughs> I'm trying
1: <laughs> Well- that,
0: that was what I was alluding to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, the triggers that are coming to my brain are less about other people, and it's moments where I mean, I think the main triggers will really come back to moments that bring me back to what my ex and I had. And it's about, it's kind of like when you hear a song, that's a song that you and the ex shared and that's difficult. Those are my triggers more than anything else. Um, Like I said, that my friends are, I'm lucky. My friends and people in my life are smart enough not to bring it up unless I want to talk about it. So I can't say that I've had too many conversations. Actually, I take it back. There's one person in my life. Um, who just it's sort of a they can't help but talk shit about my ex and I do my best to navigate it and respect their opinion and say I understand why you feel that way and parts of this are valid but do recognize that this part is not valid and try and just navigate that because I know in their mind they think it's support and so I just kind of try and diffuse a little bit and make them understand that Yes, parts of this is support and parts of this is about you. So please try and reconcile between those two. But yeah, I'd say the biggest trigger, the thing that upset me the most, and this wasn't a surprise, and he was really considerate in the way he did all this. He started dating someone quite quickly after the divorce. And I know he didn't cheat on me because I actually know when they met, Um, but or maybe he lied to me, but I really doubt it. Um, But he warned me like before they went on a trip together saying like, I don't want you to be blindsided when you see her on social media and we're posting stuff. So like he was very considerate about the way that he like kind of guided me into that, even though he really owed me nothing. Um, But then when I found out they were moving in together, I don't know why, but that just upset me, not angry with him, but just it hurt. Um, So that moment was, I luckily I'm pretty good at handling my emotions where I allow myself maybe like half a day to just pout and I will be sad and I will listen to angry music and I will go for a run because that's what I do. (laughs) And then usually a good night's sleep doesn't make it go away, but having that like period to just allow myself to feel shitty and listen to sad music and all that helps me work through these moments that trigger me. Um, So I'd say that's the best way that I handle those situations.
0: Thank you once again for giving us your time. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. It made a difference. Reach out and tell somebody. It really does make a difference.